Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, whatever time you are watching and or listening to this, welcome back to another episode of Drive Time Crypto with me, Crypto Chris. Coming up in today's episode, Bitcoin is looking strong, never doubt a wild card, why invest when you can buy, praise the Lord, shut up and take my money, can you buy a house with Bitcoin, and finally, how to win at parenting. But before we dive into all that, if I can ask a massive favour, a free way of supporting this channel is to give me a like, if you could give me a comment, but most of all, if you could please subscribe to my channel, it will help me grow this community and reach more people and help with the YouTube algorithms, and I would really appreciate that. With that being said, let's start the engine and let's get going. The first pit stop. Okay, over the weekend there has been a lot of nice price news, there's a lot of websites reporting on Bitcoin and the price that it's out. We saw it shoot up on Friday evening to $63,000, it has come back down slightly in price and there was a lot of hope for it to close the weekly above 60000 that would be the first time it's ever done that. On the start of this video, when I checked, it was at 59,600 and there's roughly about two hours to go before the weekly closes. So, it could do it. It's just a fraction under it, but we'll wait to see. But it says, Bitcoin price eyes all-time high weekly close above 60,000 ahead of Bitcoin ETF turbulence. Now, what I would say is that we've got to be mindful that it is a weekend, even though it's still a very bullish sign, as this says. Bitcoin bears get skittish as Bitcoin threatens all-time highs, says crypto analysis Benjamin Cohen. And here's why. So basically because they have been saying that since uh, the middle of the year when we when we had that big knockback that we were actually going into a bear market now that the prices have risen and they keep rising and now we're into the 60,000 mark that they're running out of valid reasons why we would be in a bear market and we're actually in a bull market but like I said because it's a weekend we've got to be mindful the news of an ETF came in late on Friday and that means that most of the institutional action doesn't really tend to happen late on a Friday and it certainly doesn't really tend to happen over the weekend. So everything that we've been seeing on the weekend is uh, predominantly retail investment and with that it's never normally a true reflection of what the market's going to feel and do come Monday. So it's going to be interesting if it manages to get back over 60,000 and closes over 60,000, albeit it's setting a new weekly high uh, closeout. It's being done on a weekend with a lot of good news on the Friday, but Monday, I feel, is going to be a true reflection if this ETF starts trading on Monday and when the institutions come back in on Monday, where what's going to happen with the price, where's Bitcoin going to go? It's, yeah, it's, it's I think, I think that Monday today is going to be a true test of the price and to see whether we're going to drop down further or shoot off into our new time highs or just it could get really messy and quite volatile the prices throughout the week um normally when you when you see such massive news such as 
uh, El Salvador, when they adopted it, what happened to the markets? The markets took a tanking. They, they took a really heavy, heavy price hit. So with the, with the euphoria and the excitedness of this ETF that's being granted by the SEC, I'm kind of thinking that when this does start trading, possibly today, maybe in the next couple of days, when it does though, uh, the prices may tank and it might just get uh, quite volatile in, in that space there. So, but we, we can't predict the future. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. But yes, please be mindful that it is the weekend and these prices may change today. So, uh, moving on from there, the next bit of news is Cardano at risk of slipping down the rankings could prove fatal for ADA. So, this reads, Cardano has fallen down the cryptocurrency rankings, losing third place to Binance Coin. The network went on a strong price rally that capitulated its, th uh, catapulted it, sorry, it's third place after setting an all new time high of $3.10. ADA is currently the fourth largest cryptocurrency and has a market cap of $73.6 billion. Cardano's reign as the third largest crypto has come to an end after it was surpassed by Binance Coin. Right, so, the, the, I think that there's a bit too much premise put on actual standings within, within the cryptocurrency uh, space because even though it's, it's slipped down to fourth, markets go up and down in, in, in all sorts. There's, there's always going to be a, a dominant one. There's always going to be ones that aren't as dominant, but that's never to say that these ones that have, have, have rec declined can't go back up and vice versa. Um, in all markets, in all walks of life, you'll always get a top co company in a certain field that's, that's leading the way and then they might fall off and one that's been down in fourth, fifth place in the, in the rankings may go on to be, be an industry leader. And that's why it's it's a bit like like football teams, and that could be English football. So if you're in the top flight Premier League and you finish the season, you could have somebody that's in first, second, third, or fourth spot, and you're all in Champions League places. That means that you have qualified for the next year for the Champions League. There is no reason why somebody that qualified in fourth can't then go on to win the Champions League. So when you say something slipped down to fourth, you, you, you're not going to write it off like this. It's, it's just moved down to fourth. There's others that are performing better at this time, but that's not to say that somebody in fourth can't perform better. Just like if you are watching football over in America and there is a team that gets through to the playoffs in a wildcard place. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not up there, but they're, they're still in the running. And there's nothing to say that they can't go on and win the Super Bowl. And it's happened in the past where wildcards have won the Super Bowl. So just because something slips down to fourth spot, you're not about to start saying, oh, they're under threat. They're not doing right well. They're in fourth spot. They can still do extremely well. They can still do extremely well in fourth. They could still do extremely well in third, second or first. There is no reason they're just not performing as strongly as the as the ones above them, but they're still performing strongly. So this whole oh they're under threat if they uh, if they slip or oh, it might prove fatal. 
I don't I don't see there's any premise in that kind of news story. So with that being said, Cardano, they've got some great stuff going on as as we've said before with the with the upgrades. No doubt they will come back strong. There's no reason why if we are in this bull run that when the money starts recycling that you don't see Cardano shoot up. And you may see Binance as as Cardano shoots up. They drop back down to fourth because there's a lot of emphasis being put on Cardano more than Binance at that time because by that Binance might not have done something for a, for a while and Cardano might have done and the money might move so it's 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 no real real hardship that they're in fourth but that that was really the only kind of price news or lack of news that was about and with it with it being a weekend and 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 with the prices as they are from retail and there's not really much news to to go about for this for this Monday morning so with that being said let's pull out the price news pit stop and continue our journey Next stop on our journey, it is to discover and talk about the Bitcoin ETF and what is next for Bitcoin. The approval of a Bitcoin exchange traded fund in the US has come true. Different actors in the crypto space have tried to receive the green light from the country's regulators for little less than a decade. So on Friday evening, there was, there was a rumor mill going around that the SEC was going to approve a Bitcoin futures ETF. And I took it with a pinch of salt because it's the SEC. And until it is in place and trading, I'm still going to be skeptical about it because there's nothing to say that somebody can't come in right at the last minute and stop it. But. It is a major step because they have said that it can go ahead. So the likelihood of somebody stopping it is looking slimmer. But the first ETF was actually applied for by the Vinkel Loss Twins at around 2013. So these things have been trying to get pushed through for, for, for some time now and they have never succeeded up until now. But that being said, the ones that are trying to be pushed through and still we've had plenty of news this year about different companies wanting to be the first ones to get an ETF through. What you've got to remember is this one that's been granted is a Bitcoin futures ETF and it is a not, not a spot ETF where that ETF, a Bitcoin spot ETF would allow a better tracking in the prices, better fee structures, and the actual ETF would hold Bitcoin in itself. Whereas a futures ETF, the people that are investing in it, they're not buying Bitcoin, they're not owning Bitcoin, they're owning a futures contract within that ETF. So you're not actually buying any Bitcoin, you're investing in Bitcoin, or so you, you, you're investing in exposure to Bitcoin, which I, I don't understand why you just wouldn't buy some and with that this links into it nicely that Mark Cuban won't invest in a Bitcoin ETF and prefers to buy Bitcoin directly. The owner of the NBA team Dallas Mavericks Mark Cuban has said no to investing in Bitcoin based exchange traded fund one of which could start trading next week in the US. The Shark Tank star does not see a reason for him to invest in a Bitcoin ETF, emphasising that he can buy the cryptocurrency directly, which is what I've just been saying, and this is what I believe is. If you want exposure to it, 
Why, why not buy it? Why do you have to go through a third party? Why do you want to go through an exchange when as a company, if you can set money aside to go into that exchange, if it can be agreed, if it's a big company and you've got shareholders and, and it can be agreed, why can't it be agreed that you buy Bitcoin and hold it on your balance sheet? Because if you're confident in a ETF, then surely you would be confident in holding the actual Bitcoin on your on your books. And as Bitcoin goes up in price or Bitcoin goes down in price, just like it affect the ETF, it'll just affect your balance sheet. But at the end of the day, you would hold that Bitcoin. So I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know enough about ETFs. I haven't looked into them enough. I understand the premise of them, but I do not understand them immensely but i know enough about them to understand that i can't understand why you wouldn't just buy the physical as much as you can buy a physical digital currency but have have the the keys should we say when we could buy the keys for that bitcoin and have that on your your on your books i just don't see the 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 sense in in going through an etf i don't know what it's going to do to the market i'm hoping that is, it'll do good things because it opens up this whole new door to lots and lots of institutional investment. And with inflation as it is, they might see it as a hedge for for the inflation. So the, the ETF may do well. I hope it does do well. But more than the ETF doing well, I hope that it does well for the the cryptocurrency space and has a positive impact on it and then that then has a positive impact on all the blockchains and then the developments on top of it so it all cascades down i hope that for the space and the industry itself and the technology that this because it's such a pivotal thing don't get me wrong there's etfs already around the country uh, the, the world sorry um but this is the first one in the us but i just hope that it has a positive impact and not a negative but with that being said i think I've, I've said everything that i want to say on it and covered what i need to cover and let's pull out this pit stop and carry on our journey the next pit stop along our journey praise the lord so the u.s senator loomis thanks god for bitcoin as congress discuss raising the debt ceiling U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis said thank God for Bitcoin during her speech to the Senate about raising the U.S. debt limit. Bitcoin is not issued by a government, so it is not beholden to the debts that are run up by government, she explained. So basically there's been all sorts of discussions going on in the Senate recently about the raising the debt ceiling uh, of, of the U.S. and... It is looking more and more likely that they are going to raise the debt ceiling. So America is going to owe more than 30 trillion pound. Now that, that's a phenomenal amount anyway. That your brain can't comprehend what actual 30 trillion dollars is. And they're actually in debt to that much. And the, the problem is that with this figure, <laughs> the fact that you're all 30 trillion is a problem in itself, but the fact that it's now getting to the point of where the ratio of debt to your GDP of that country is getting 
ever larger. So they are, they are above their GDP in debt, which means that they are going to really start struggling to pay the debts. And as they start struggling to pay the debts, the country goes into decline. And you've seen it with other countries that are, are they've, they've had their inflations through the roof. They owe so much money that they can't pay back the loans. Greece being for one of them not that long ago, that their economy was shot. Um, and that they couldn't pay back the loans. They, they were in a really, really bad way. The, the economy is still not that great in Greece. And, but nevertheless, America's going to increase their, their debt ceiling even further. And this is why when people are talking about, they think that the dollar is collapsing in on itself. This is because they keep on printing all this money. If they don't print this money, if they, if they hit the ceiling and they can't print any more money or they can't borrow any more money, then what's going to happen is that they can't keep the stock market afloat by pumping money into that. Then you're going to have the Great Depression and the dollar's going to go even weaker. It's, it's a really complex melting pot at the moment. And this is why people believe that the, the dollar is imploding on itself. And that is why the, a, a great general consensus within, within the cryptocurrency space is that the Bitcoin is going to become the, the world reserve because of the finite amount, because it's decentralized, because there can't be more made like, and, it, it's it's not answerable to to any government, then it can't get itself in a situation like this where if everything's pegged against it, it's not going to go into debt further debt. It's not going to become weakened, and it can can never be manipulated by politics or government to a certain extent. It can be it can be influenced in a way whereas countries may ban it or not accept it or not use it and that is going to influence it but it can't be influenced in the way that the dollar can be influenced by the american government if that makes sense and yeah that's that's why there is some some real strong believers in america and the senate that they are grateful that we we're in such an era as they get further and further into debt that Bitcoin is about and they can use it and hopefully it will become the, re the reserve for, for the world. With that being said, I'm going to pull out this pit stop because I've, I've covered everything that I want to speak about on this subject and let's carry on the journey. In the next pit stop, we are going to El Salvador on this journey. They have been in the news a hell of a lot since their adoption, rightly so. Rightly so, if you if you make such a, a monumental move, then you, you deserve the airtime that you're getting. And it reads, Bitcoin adoption gains momentum in El Salvador as citizens exchange their US dollars for Bitcoin. So, as as we've just been mentioning about the, the Bitcoin and dollar situation... The residents of El Salvador are believing that it is better to hold Bitcoin than dollars. So maybe maybe stuff is coming to fruition. But it reads, El Salvador's mainstream Bitcoin adoption gains momentum during the ongoing bull run as citizens increasingly exchange their US dollars for uh, savings for Bitcoin. El Salvador's mainstream Bitcoin adoption has gained momentum during the ongoing bull run as citizens increasingly exchange their US dollars 
Savings for Bitcoin President Nayib Bukele shared this new development on Twitter based on the data acquired from El Salvador's in-house wallet service, Shivo. The president said people are inserting way more US dollars than they are wanting to withdraw from the Shivo ATMs. Now, this is, this is brilliant news because the, the country could have adopted it and said that this is going to be legal tender. And in doing so, the residents could have said, well, that's fantastic, but we're not going to use it. And no matter how much he wanted it to be legal tender, if you, if it doesn't get used, then it's, it's as dead in the water. But the fact that the, the residents of El Salvador are, are embracing it and using it and, and welcoming it. Not all of them, but a lot of them, and it seems to be growing is, is fantastic news. But, and there is a big but, it's all great to see this kind of sentiment and belief in Bitcoin while we're in a bull run. But the fact that they are putting their US dollar savings into Bitcoin is great. But what happens if there is a market correction? What do the residents do then? What do the, what does the economy do then when they've taken all these savings and they've put them into Bitcoin and then overnight, which many of the residents of El Salvador might not have experienced or ever thought of because they might be so new to this space and there's a 50% market correction overnight. They, they've just lost 50% of their savings. Granted, I know they've not lost it until they have sold, but to a normal resident of El Salvador that might be so new to cryptocurrency and digital currencies, they have just watched half of their money that they have exchanged into Bitcoin now gone until the market recovers. But they may, they, they may not have experienced this before and they might not think that the market's going to recover and they might be thinking that, oh my God, it's going to zero and they might sell and then they might be, there might be turmoil, upheaval in the country. There might be a lot of unrest, uh, political unrest because it's been great at the moment since they've adopted it because the markets are in a great place at the moment and we've seen some some great advance in the prices upwards but we haven't seen massive downturn yet and I'm, I'm just worried a little bit for the country that when we see a correction which I believe we will do at the end of this bull run uh, we've, I, I feel like we are going to see a considerable downturn that I hope the residents still see the advantages of having a digital currency within their country. I hope that they still see the advantage of the Bitcoin that they have bought and they have not sold it at a low price after buying at a high price and that they hold on to it so that in years to come it will be worth more than what they paid for it, potentially giving them great financial freedom in the country. And I hope that it doesn't unsettle the country in any sort of way. It's great, this adoption, but it's got to come with some realistic views. And I just hope that the, the, the residents are prepared for that. And with that being said, let's pull out this pit stop and carry on the journey. Okay, so 
I touched on it at the beginning. Can you buy a house with Bitcoin? So this story, the second largest US mortgage lender, UWM, ditches Bitcoin payment plans after running a test. It reads, United Wholesale Mortgage, one of the largest wholesale and purchase lenders in the US, is ditching Bitcoin payment plans after running a test. UWM officially announced Thursday that the company has successfully conducted its first ever cryptocurrency mortgage pilot, accepting five crypto payments in October and one in September. The company has decided not to go ahead with the Bitcoin payments. UMW did not disclose more information about the test, neither specifying what cryptocurrencies were part of the pilot, nor what companies have assisted the firms in completing it. But they did say, we are proud to be the first mortgage lender to successfully pilot this technology and further demonstrate that we are innovating for the long term. Okay, so uh, there's, a, there's quite a bit to break out in this. So they've done a test, but they've not explained what cryptocurrencies they've used. But they are not accepting Bitcoin payments. And in at the same breath, they are saying that they are demonstrating that they are innovating for long term. So I don't understand how, A, you can be innovating when you have not changed anything because you are not taking the payments. B, why you not accept Bitcoin payments, but at the same time not express which cryptocurrencies were part of the pilots. Because if you tested quite a few cryptocurrencies, why wouldn't you say, we're not going to accept Bitcoin because it's slow transactions and it's got a higher fee and it's not really suitable for, for what we're doing. But we might accept these currencies because they are faster and cheaper. But they've, they've not said any of that. And they go on to say, due to the combination of incremental cost and regulatory uncertainty in the crypto space, we've concluded that we are going to extend beyond a pilot at this time. And uh, with this, that th there's never really been any sort of regulatory over overview of it. So when they did this test, They've cited this as one of the reasons why they wouldn't use it, but if it wasn't there in the first place and it never looks like it's it was going to be there in the in the near future, or if it is, it's going to be quite messy. I don't understand how you you can do this test and then state one of the reasons which was already there as a, as a, I don't know. I just feel like it's they've done this test. They've not told us any of the results. They've not told us what they've used. And the the outcome of it is that they're not going to do it. Why not just do this test? And You don't need to tell us. You don't need to tell us. You, you, you've done a test. You, you're not feeling it. And you're not going to accept it. And we don't, we don't need to know. It would be nice if you, if, you, if you started using cryptocurrencies. But if you're not going to. And you're not going to let us know how you've used the cryptocurrencies. And who's helped you with it then there's no possible chance that anybody can help you grow. You've just told us nothing and told us how you're not going to do something. And if you want to, and it says that they, they've helped learn about crypto payment transactions. If you just want to learn about crypto payment transactions, you don't have to run this multi-currency test for a company. The, the, the head of the company could literally set up a crypto account, buy a little bit of crypto, 
get his second in command to set up a crypto account and send him that money. There you go. You've learned the, the crypto payment transactions. It's as simple as that. There'll be applications built on top of it and user interfaces, but essentially that is the same as it's always going to be, regardless of what you're purchasing. You are going to send it from one crypto wallet to another crypto wallet. I just feel like it's all very much hot air from, from them and they've, they've not really progressed in any sort of way. So I have no idea why they've released this information or what they, what they thought that they could gain from it, but Nevertheless, that's the, uh, you still can't buy a mortgage with cryptocurrency news. And um, with that, I'm going to pull away from this bit stop and continue the journey. And we are going to Brazil for the final trip of this journey. And we are going to pull in at this pit stop. And this is how to parent correctly. This is a great story to end on, I feel, as it reads, Brazilian toddler makes over 6,500% profit on her first Bitcoin holding. A father's gift of one Bitcoin, roughly $915, to his newborn daughter back in 2017 is now worth more than $60,000. What a brilliant, brilliant gift present for your, for your, for your newborn child. And not only that, she's only four years old. Imagine if he decides that it's going to be her 18th birthday when she finally gets this Bitcoin. She could be financially free, potentially, in 14 years. Imagine what the price of Bitcoin could be in 14 years. It's it's an unbelievable story. And I'm so glad that people have accepted the potential of Bitcoin and thought, what a great present this could be, rather than spending it on stuff that the the, the daughter's going to grow out of, stop playing or break, or on. By the time she's 18, she won't even remember it. Um, it's, it's fantastic news, and I, I wish them all the best. I can't wait to see what the price of Bitcoin is in 14 years, because no doubt this story will come back up in 14 years and we'll we'll see a picture of her and she will be financially free she'll have a great house she'll have great future ahead of her and the 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 father will be a hero for for what is the most savviest investment present i could ever imagine imagine getting for your newborn so yeah well done to him uh, i can't applaud him enough well done to her <laughs> because she's going to do great out of this and with that being said let's pull out of this pit stop and go to the prices. Okay, as we stop the journey, we're just going to touch on the prices. And unfortunately, as you can see, it is a bit of a red day at the time of recording this. I have recorded this on Sunday evening, ready to go out on the Monday morning. And as it stands, still with a hour and three quarters to go before close, we're sat at 59,300 down 2.63 on Bitcoin, so it's got it's got 700 to go up uh, before the end of end of the day. Whether it's going to do it, um, probably not. Now if, if, is my gut feeling, but nevertheless, it's still in a strong position. Ethereum's down 3.5 percent. Binance is down 1.3. Cardano's down 3.1. And XRP's down 7.5 percent. Solana 2.3, Polkadot 
down 3%, and Dogecoin down 2.6%. So, yeah, that's your, your top 10 coins close out, and yeah, it's, it's not, it's not too much in the red, and it's, it's still looking healthy. The sentiment's still there. There's, there's still euphoria. I still feel like the market's going in the right direction. It's going to be an exciting week ahead of us. And I think that, yeah, we, we're going to have to hold on to our hats. I think it's going to be a very turbulent week um, with lots of news, lots of prices, lots of movements. It's going to be great. So with that being said, as always, this was never financial advice, nor am I a financial advisor. I'm just trying to bring you the education in the space that we love called crypto and blockchain. And with that being said, I hope you have a fantastic Monday. I hope you crush the beginning of the week and set yourself up brilliantly for the rest of the week. Thank you very much for watching till the end. Really appreciate it. Please don't forget to click that subscribe button that's showing now. Goodbye.